Welcome to Primary Attribute, or a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian, I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master as is known in a lot of other systems, and I use they, them pronouns. Hey, my name is Adam, I play as Vons, we both use he, him pronouns. Vons is our furry little fox folk alchemist friend who has lost all track of time. I'm Erin, I play Erisene, I use she or they pronouns. Erisene uses she, her pronouns. Uh, Erisene is like pretty uh excited to hang out with people who uh have known her grandparents as young people i'm kelly i play wealthy taylor the halfling wizard and we both use she her pronouns and um wealthy's just along for the ride you know and i'm wit i play grix the cobalt illusionist slash mechanic we both use he him pronouns and uh grix uh, wants to be a cobalt around town Oh, you're going to be a fancy kobold. Huh? Going to flinter all over the place. Let's get you a hat. Oh, boy. You oh, get a chance. He's a hat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get Grix a hat, you should rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice so I can continue to blackmail everyone into reviewing us. Also, it helps people find us, makes us feel good about what we do, and you should do it for every other podcast you listen to as well. You can Aaron, probably you like also set Grix up with a hat by like sending in some fan art. That would work. That would work. Yes, we would love some fan art. Letters at primaryattribute.com. I have a recap. Hooray! We were ushered into the area that we understood the village to be, but it was illusioned. uh, And Grix could see that there was something wrong. uh, Right before we got stopped by the guards, had to explain who we were and what the arcs was and what was going on. Then the guards took us to stand in a pool for some reason. Then a dragon, like a water dragon thing, uh, came down the waterway that led into the pool. And um, Grix did a yappy dog show of uh, aggression. And Erisene, (laughs) it sure did something. Um, It made Erisene pick up Grix. Uh... And then Erisene tried to get it to be a chill cat bro. Um, all of this happened in Draconic. And then the dragon uh, sort of detected our intentions through our uh, sniffing our magic and um, decided we were fine, whatever. Uh, then uh, we were led uh, out to uh, meet the leader of the of the town her name is sarah um the the leader of the guards is molly Elra. um he's an elf uh sarah is a human or adjacent and uh they were like this is very weird but um sure i guess we'll be like acquaintance trading partner chill hey how's it going vibe <laughs> together it really was that uh awkward you'll, you'll say hi in the, the coffee shop that never time. start a friendship <laughs> pretty awkward much commerce all right um they traded us six furs for six cure light wounds um and they told us how to find them again if they move because the whole village is protected by that dragon creature who is actually a fey creature uh, who, um, in exchange for something, uh, protects them, keeps them hidden, um, and 
it would be good for us to be able to find them again because we're assuming that they will move again at some point. Um, and we all agreed that we'll stay in touch to trade so that uh, also they can possibly help us with moving people down here from the arcs if that becomes a growing concern. Uh, we ended, we assume, around the campfire, chilling out and yeah, having little chitty chats as one does. Did Did we not find a hotel? <laughs> they agreed to like basically let us sleep in our you know bed rolls yeah places. Uh, this semi-nomadic village does not maintain a hotel <laughs> in um, the apocalypse for no yeah, one to no stay Airbnb. at yeah they also don't have like um money yeah that too <laughs> but yeah so y'all had been in the village you had a place to stay for the night we'd kind of panned out on you all settling in around the campfire but you also can go wander about if you want it's lit up at night um you're not sure why this is not a shining beacon but they're apparently not worried about it basically all of those tents that have been hung or um you know attached to the walls of the narrow canyons a lot of them seem to have lanterns like hanging outside of them or just inside them in presumably a fire safe way (laughs) occasional candles things like that um along with a couple of you know small campfires dotted here and there. And then there's a big one that's at the intersection of a couple of these narrow passes. And that seems to be where people are mostly gathering. The smaller ones appear to mostly have been for like cooking and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you got kind of a paper lantern effect going on with the, uh, with the tents, as much as that can happen with mostly hide tents. And everything gets pretty quiet, relatively speaking, at night. Just... Yeah, people that were doing whatever herding they do come back from that. People who were making stuff are like, I'm tired of doing this. And also, I need to take a rest break or I will go insane. Because <laughs> that's how work works. Um, and everyone's just settling in to kind of chill out for the night for a few hours before they go to sleep, presumably. Those are some thin walls. What's the uh, birth rate like in this town? Now who's too focused on sex? I'm just thinking, like, at this point of night, we'd probably be here in it. I mean, it's enough to maintain a few hundred people. And if you really want to make a listen check, I'll let you. <laughs> I'm good. Weird, weird I mind this is Vaughn's. <laughs> I imagine uh, Vaughn's would be doing uh, an attempt to ignore. <laughs> Temptation to make you make a wisdom saving throw right now is very high, but I'll resist. At any rate, yeah. So what would y'all like to do? Um, uh, so, swap stories at the campfire. Yeah, I say Sarah and Maul are also nearby. Should you wish to talk to them further? Um, all right, but you swap some stories. What sort of stories are you sharing, and to who is Grix uh, googly birding for little kids? Or oh man, uh, uh, they have illusions down here. That's probably not as exciting necessarily. I mean, let's, no one else is doing it. <laughs> let's tell that story about the time Wealthy lost her leg and make her sound like a total badass. <laughs> mm. I was a total badass. I just lost mm-hmm. my leg. You but legit were a total yeah. badass. Wealthy's well, sure. just going to go up growly voice. You want to know how I lost this leg? <laughs> 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 Has put on an eye patch for some inexplicable reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's every uh, that's every porterhouse, right? Where where the sailors meet up and they tell stories about how they lost various parts of themselves. And uh, this is how I lost me heart. 
<laughs> and weirdly, no one has ever lost uh, a limb, eye, hearing, whatever, uh, due to a simple boating accident, <laughs> say with ropes or tackle or, you know, mass breaking. Nope, it's always a fight <laughs> where they won. <laughs> Very yeah, odd. But I, re- I legit won. I did you kill did. a dragon. So. And you had a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did have a nightmare. Um, but I am a lot less interested in um, telling that story than um, anybody else might be because, you know, I'm still living with the after effects. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I'm very interested in finding food. So I think I'm going to get up and wander off and, and look for something uh, to eat. Oh, so now we're all going to tell stories about this hole in the wall restaurant that we found out in the uh, in the south downtown area. Again, of the Arcs. I just don't know if they will understand what a what a restaurant is. It's like a place with extra food that you have to trade for. <laughs> oh man, we must be the most interesting people at this campfire, <laughs> or we're just utterly indecipherable. Like, what Where do are you think your world about? sounds like? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mal should be able to should know what money means and and how that works. He was he yeah. lived in that society. Say, but when we mentioned capitalism again, he was like, "Oh, it was the worst." Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> it went very poorly, and then everyone stopped using it because <laughs> turns out when you reduce to roving bands of survivalists for a while, no one really cares about precious metals. And suddenly, Vons doesn't know what to do with this conversation. <laughs> You know, I was listening to the first episode again a little bit back, and uh, Vons was like an anti-capitalist explicitly as like one of the first things he said about it. (laughs) Yeah, or at least he thinks he is. He's very bad at it. But all right. No, no, no. You don't understand. He's going to dismantle capitalism from the inside. That has always worked. (laughs) Definitely a valid uh, strategy. Yeah. I mean, every time somebody tries, they inadvertently succeed to some degree. Just any day now, Warren Buffett's going to turn this ship around. <laughs> Full I automated mean, gay space communism. <laughs> not to lean on crypto, but uh, <laughs> hey, let's destroy capitalism by reinventing it. Oh, shit, we actually destroyed capitalism and ourselves. And that's why regulations are important, kids. Now, what <laughs> stories are you telling around the campfire? Grix, since it seemed like it was going to uh, be. Yeah, no, I, I'll start with um, I'll start with uh, just describing the floating castle in the sky. Uh, you know uh, what it's like to live up there. Uh, the, the like the promenades and the walkways and the the temple district, the grotto. Just you know, trying to make it big and grand and exciting, and but then also be like, and it might crash. Can you give us a little sample of that? <laughs> uh, sure. Ah, so uh, so we got this giant floating city up in the sky. It's a, it's a giant mountain that uh, in days of old, they, they ripped up out of the ground with magic. And uh, they, they have fantastical machines inside. Uh, and I like flex my arm to show like, you know. This is one of the fantastical machines. You know, a, a, a magic tech combo. <laughs> you get appreciative oohs and ahs. They're and, murmurs. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know we got we got thousands of people who are living in there, and uh, they're uh, they're all real close and right on top of each other. But uh, we all make it work somehow, and uh, yeah, it's it's a magical place. But trying to find a new home potentially. Why are you trying to find a new home? Says because uh, it might crash. 
uh, uh, ma magic and technology. Uh, they're finicky, and uh, they've been working for a very long time, but uh, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to last. <laughs> yeah, uh, worried murmurs, various sorts. <laughs> mm -hmm. So are just... you like doing anything about it? Not yeah, that that's why we're here. I would know how. Uh, we got tents. How does that help you not crash? <laughs> oh, because uh, we, we might need to come back down to the ground. And so we're trying to learn how people survive down here and do stuff. Also, we're like trying to figure out how to maybe, um, you know, vaccinate against the corruption. Yeah. Just prevent it from being able to take people over in the first place again. Or just like totally defeat it all single handedly. Yeah, probably <laughs> through the power of like love. Yeah. Um, you should do that one. That sounds the most fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. Aristotle <laughs> romance her way to victory. <laughs> that does I mean, seem to be her win condition. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm have, gonna make I'm, that old corruption love me. <laughs> yes, yes, that is correct. That is absolutely correct. That is Ericene's win condition. I'm going to make that old corruption love me. Uh, High five, wait. Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. All right. What kind of story would you like to hear if you're swapping stories? The answer can also be nothing. <laughs> we would like oh. to go do other things. <laughs> I don't know that we... If you have something interesting to share, that would be cool. But if Ian, the GM, doesn't have something specific don't like don't don't worry about it we just i want to hear stories about what the um like when they have like gotten close to the corruption but escaped fill us with lore and clues about the plot well uh what do you mean about getting real close and escaping like i lyriel a character that is definitely here <laughs> i'm a spell no, that I I do some haunting. I refuse. <laughs> it's L Y R I E L. Wait, like Lyriel Suishona? There could if be only multiple more than people. one person could have the same name. There's reasons why we don't do that in uh, stories, though. <laughs> well, it's you Lyriel of the uh, village in the Narrows. So <laughs> you <right>. can... <laughs> okay. Narrows exclamation point Lyriel. <laughs> Narrows exclamation point Lyriel. <laughs> I appreciate and approve. <laughs> it goes by Lyriel. <laughs> but yeah, um, Elven woman looks to be in her 20s. Well, Narrows as in like the bridge? Narrows as in canyons. Uh-huh. Small canyons carved out by small streams usually, I believe. Uh-huh. So, so getting close to the corruption and surviving, I mean, we run away, which is probably not the interesting answer. Have you ever tried to fight it? I mean, if we have to, like, I got cornered once and had to kill two of them. Whoa. Oh, shit. What was that like? I mean, other than absolutely terrifying. I was going to say extremely scary, mostly. Um, I managed to lure them into kind of gestures at your surroundings. Kind of a narrow goalie. And it turns out enough arrows will eventually kill them, especially if one of them goes in the first one's eye. Ooh. That's fun. I just yeeted one of them over a um, like a balcony, so that was cool. When did you find one on a balcony? Was this on your city thing? Yeah, it was when we were in uh, Rainyalongo. I wasn't there. He was inventing this really super cool uh, like area of effect um, spraying gun, 
And then I explain what a gun is. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't a gun so much as, and he goes on for a while, boring everybody. It's a launcher. (laughs) An area of effect attachment or some sort of sprayer. It was like, it was like a, who cares? (laughs) When Aerosene says the word gun, you just all hear static and then it's replaced by something (laughs) appropriate. (laughs) Hack butt. At some point, it's clear that Vons is just talking to himself about, like... Yeah. It's the divine rail thing from Hades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Where all the text is like, thank God this hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> this shit's evil. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, mostly we run away. You can fight them. It sounds like you all know that, I assume. But... Don't have a lot of good strategies besides knowing the terrain so you can lose them. Not sure how widely applicable that is. Terrain? You know, what the ground is like and where things are. Yeah, we don't think about that a lot where we're at. That's not true. We think about that all the time. I mean, tunnels and... I mean, that'd be the same, right? You know, you know where a tunnel or door or whatever is and that you can go through it and that it's hard for a bigger thing to go through it or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Or, you know, good hiding spot, like if you know a good hole in the ground. Bonds knows a lot about good holes in the ground. Oh, I love a good hole in the ground, especially if it's underground already. So, yeah, thanks yeah. for sharing. Yeah. Anytime. Erisene <laughs> <laughs> uh, will tell the story about meeting um, Whetstone. Oh, my God. I'm trying to remember who Whetstone is. The blink. What Dog, stone cat. is the blink cat? Uh, tentacle, oh, tentacle right. cat. The, 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 Jesus. the, ten, the tentacitten. Oh, yeah. Was he fuzzy or slimy? Fuzzy. Hmm. Kind of a slick fur, but still fur. And like slick in the, you know, slick, nice coat kind of way, not oily. Sleek. Oh, I see. Sleek, sleek, maybe. There we go. Yeah. 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 That, is, that is not the slick kind of fur Vaughn says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. <laughs> you, you tell your story of, uh, of the tent. I tell kitten. the story of the tent kitten and, uh, you know, almost getting, almost getting crushed and then getting saved by the tent kitten and, uh, then wandering around, you know, the ruin, like, you know, the, the basement ruins or however, however we think of that, uh, you know, the abandoned section of the, the labs and stuff. All right. What does a piece of that sound like? Uh, and then we found this, like, uh, you know, this sort of, um, uh, like the bones of a, of an, of an ancient, uh, long dead beast. And, uh, the tentakitten, uh, took the skull and mandible, uh, and started doing it like a puppet. It was the most (laughs) adorable and upsetting thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Does Aerosene do little hand motions? <laughs> yeah, she does, of course. Yeah. Excellent. As I was also doing that, like literally <laughs> myself, Aaron. Ideal. <laughs> All right. And Vons and or Wealthy, do you want to share a story? I told you I took off looking for f- the cooking area. Mm-hmm. Fair uh, Vons isn't going to say shit, but he is going to act all indignant at the notion that nobody else is making him the hero of their story. <laughs> very good. Very good. Wealthy. Yes. You start wandering. Make a wisdom check. Uh, that would be a nine plus zero plus six is 15. All right. 
It takes you Definitely a while. Definitely not a primary yeah. attribute. <laughs> takes you a while, but you do find one of the cooking fires, and this appears to be one of the. Uh, this is one of the ones more on the outskirts. You think you kind of took the wrong left turn at some point, so like the tents are getting further apart, and then you find a couple people <laughs> and their cook fire, um, and they kind of look up confused when you start wandering up. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Uh, I I take it most people cook communally. Yeah, it looks like okay. you found a couple people who were out on the edge for whatever reason. But okay, um, I'm just I'm I'm one of the the people who wandered in today, and I'm just kind of wondering if anybody's got something to eat. I'm I'm kind of hungry, and and um, can I help? <laughs> they kind of both have their mouths full. One of those falls like, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 sure. Um, do you know how to cook deer? Well, it's mostly done cooking, I guess. Um, you can have some, but well, they so, can do plating. That, yeah, that that's a that's a lot of meat. That's really a lot of meat all in one place. Uh, what do y'all not got meat? <laughs> well, we have meat, but we don't have large animals. Mostly, we we get protein from um, from a lot of insects. You know, like cockroaches <laughs> one of them who is chewing stops for a second <laughs> swallow, but clearly forces oh, himself God, to swallow reasonable people <laughs> insects <laughs> yeah they're you know they're they're easy to farm and um surprisingly easy to keep clean when you're when you're farming them and and they're a really good source of protein and and they they come up with a lot and, and they use a lot of stuff that uh that we that we can't use. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we don't have any insects, but no, to... no. This this looks wonderful. Actually, it it smells divine. I think that's why I wandered this way. Do, do, do you know how to grow wild onions? We still have some of those we meant to throw on. We we can grow a lot of different vegetables and, and plants. Uh, onions, yes, we we know how to. We've got onions. All right. Well, have at it. And Thank you. You are gestured to a basket of wild onions and hang out Thank with you. these guys a while and are cooking. And um, I asked them if they if they uh, make bread. Not really. Um, got kind of a well, grain's not really a thing as much, but well, we have kind of true. a nut flour thing that we make, mix it with water, fry it with some of the animal fat. Yeah, Turns out pretty good. Sure. Oh, that sounds really tasty. Uh, so. Um quick read on that agriculture probably isn't easy in a nomadic culture probably not. <laughs> yeah. and wealthy it's, would know it's that. probably just as well because um i had a bread a, t- a, a thing of dough attack me once and <laughs> that almost put me off <laughs> <laughs> is is that thing that got your leg the other one's like dude you don't just <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> no no it's it's not what took my leg um and I'll probably end up telling them the story of how I lost my leg with a lot less with a lot less bravado on my part because <laughs> I still think that I was incredibly stupid for for coming at a dragon like that, but I was drunk, so you know that was the best deep cut ever <laughs> all right, uh make a charisma check while telling your story. Oh Christ, that's a six with a zero twelve these people fall asleep Nah, they, they just look confused um, <laughs> past a certain point i'm over here thinking six with a zero is 60 oh that's what you meant <laughs> rolled real high <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, so I, I noticed that they, that they kind of zone out after a while and, um, my story just kind of peters out. It's awkward telling stories that nobody understands. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty scary. And do you say it was like a flying dragon creature thing? It it was a flying dragon. It it was, it was a pair of flying dragons. There was, there was a third one, but we didn't have to deal with it. Grix, Grix took care of that. Or was it? Vons. I don't know. I was unconscious, so you know. <laughs> I only know a lot. Know everything that happened after from people telling me. Yeah. Well, do you know magic and stuff? Um. By the way, I'm Quartz. This is Emerald. We're twins, which I realize is harder to tell than you would think. But you know. Pleased to meet you. I'm wealthy. Yes, I do know magic. I was trained in wizardry at the at the uni- Arxis University School of Magic. Because say you know what? <laughs> oh, uh, school. E- hmm. Big school, okay. Big school, yeah. Big I school. I assume big. Really big. Well, you know, as big as it can be for the number of people we have. But yeah, it's it, it it's got it's the repository of all magical and um, scientific knowledge. Probably our most of our culture as well. Although we are finding that there's a lot of stuff underground that could probably be brought up. A lot of stuff underground, but you're in a flying mountain. Like, how do you get to underground? <laughs> Uh, well, we do have, um, oh God. So we do live inside the mountain, but there's a lot of stuff that's, um, beneath where we live, where we've got tunnels and, uh, caves and that's where (laughs) you should pardon the expression, the magic happens. And, uh, we, (laughs) that is the sound one of the (laughs) maze. I'm sure MTV Cribs is good watching. Um, and they, uh, uh, and uh, there was a lot of, a lot of magic and scientific research that was going on down there that has apparently been lost and we've recently found some of it. So, uh, what are you going to do with it? I mean, well, we ended up, well, mostly, mostly we figured out that, you know, that the arcs is, is looking like it's, it's days are numbered. We don't know how long, but it's, it's going to fall down out of the sky eventually and we don't know how uh how to keep it from doing that so that's part of the reason why we're down here we came down here as an expedition uh partly to find somebody and partly to find out what was going on down here and there's a lot more going on down here than we suspected we thought it was pretty barren except for the corruption but there's a lot more people down here than we thought yeah i mean it's tricky living down here can your mountain Float. I realized partway through my question that sounded very stupid. <laughs> like in uh, water? I'm not there. Yeah. Is that what they meant? <laughs> like uh, in the ocean or a big lake? No, no. We're we don't go below a certain um a certain uh, altitude. Well, and I mean, if we you're going to crash, really... you're going to go below a certain altitude pretty quickly. It sounds. Well, yeah, like. yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, but we don't we don't control it. It's it, its altitude is pretty set. Although it might be interesting to find out whether or not it's losing altitude. Anyway, we don't have any way of flying it or anything. It just it just goes where it goes and and that's where we end up. Well, do you think it could float? Like if you could move it? Um, well, it's made of a big giant rock, so I think it would sink. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't want to try to land it in the ocean simply because it's a big giant rock and could probably sink and then it would be underwater and everybody would die. So um, if we were to try to land it, probably we'd try to land it somewhere on land. 
or at the very least, very shallow water. Uh, bummer. I was thinking you could go to um, Harper's Fleet. They know some cool stuff about living on the ground. And Harper's boats. Fleet? Yeah, it's a bunch of boats live out in the ocean. Um, Oh, oh. I'm sure that that piece of information doesn't matter at all. Nope. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. That, that, and, so know, I'm sure they would love a big boat that wasn't made of wood, but it sounds like you cannot do that. <laughs> um. So so how do you know about Harper's Fleet if they're out in the middle of the ocean? Uh, we do a tiny bit of trade with them occasionally. Do Turns they, out you can't get everything from the ocean. Do they come in? Um, Little little oars, little, you know, rowboat kind of things. They mostly... Uh, one of the guys talked to me about it once when we were hiking back from the beach and uh, like they stay over the horizon mostly out of view of the shore, but they'll mm-hmm. send, you know, small boats and usually at night, which was fun and scary. And then we can get messages to them um, a couple of different ways. Occasionally they'll send a bird, but usually it's uh, throwing bottles into the ocean with notes in them, which seems like it shouldn't work, but it does apparently. Okay, that's that's interesting. Why do they stay beyond the horizon? Well, because there's corrupted creatures and forts and stuff, like the Rainia Longo place. I... <laughs> it's been a while since I heard any stories about that place, but you know, it has like a big fort that faces the ocean. I think. What yeah, said. yeah, it does. We we were there. We we killed some. We yeah, we did some scouting there. It was um, very trying. <laughs> yeah, um, we killed some scouts there. <laughs> <laughs> um, These two guys look at the uh, character class. Where it says scout on their sheet in white. <laughs> <laughs> um the question I was gonna ask. Um so so Renyalongo is they they're tr- they try to avoid that, but when they're out on uh, beyond the horizon, um, are they ever attacked or is it just you know within within view of land? The uh the bearded one of this pair of twins pipes up and goes I realize you're from the sky, so you probably don't know what a whale is, right? <laughs> yeah, the sky whales. Yeah, yeah, we we don't we don't know anything about about whales. What's a whale? It's like a big fish, but apparently it's not a fish. But we're talking like the size of a really big boat or bigger, at least some of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can get corrupted. Turns out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! And I wasn't. So, uh, I wasn't thinking sometimes. about things that lived in the water. Yeah, they got they got little scout animals and stuff, but occasionally they miss it, and it's all really exciting. And occasionally he sinks ships. Um, so how many how many people weird spear things? How many people are on Harper's Harper's Ferry? <laughs> uh, Harper's Fleet. And... Harper's Fleet. Fleet. Harper's Ferry is a different place. Yeah, I know. I, all of a sudden, I, I was like, I, this doesn't have anything to do with John Brown, but yeah. you know. Uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, I never got a big count, but I think it's about the size of our village ish so few hundred people maybe a little bit more they said they had like 15 ships last time i talked to them but apparently they're like different sizes and stuff huh. well that's very interesting yeah it's um it seems really stressful i'm glad i live here on the ground where i can walk to things and run away from things and not worry about things coming from underneath us well, usually but yeah 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 so but i mean Sounds like it might be a better plan than crashing a mountain into the ground. 
Well, we, we, we aren't, I mean, you know, it's not like we can pilot the thing. It just, it just is. And, uh, that seems like a real oversight. If you don't mind me it, saying it, it does really in hindsight, it really does seem like a, a, a design oversight, but they were really trying to get the mountain off the ground and, you know, not a lot of time to, um, uh, make a lot of detailed plans. And for some reason they've never gone back and, you know, uh, you know, I could have sworn that someone can pilot it. It's just that we don't know who that is. Or the knowledge has been lost. Because I don't, I don't remember that, but I don't remember a lot of things. But uh, <laughs> the knowledge may have been lost. Either way, Wealthy can't speak to it. Yeah. No. I mean, so you don't this know, is all if I know it can be piloted or just can't? Or I mean... Do you have like some I mean, old people you can ask or a leader or something? <laughs> Well, most of our leaders are assholes and um, don't want to talk to us about anything and sit there and pat your head and say, don't worry about it, run along. And, um, and it that just, sounds frustrating. You know, it's, <laughs> it's really frustrating, especially when you're two and a half feet tall and everybody treats you like that. So, you know, um, uh, I don't often get picked up, but Grix seems to sometimes, and that would be irritating. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about getting like a harness so I can just be like, you know, full dogs have. <laughs> my, my, yeah, yeah that's, that's why you were thinking of getting a harness. My youngest dog wears Things a harness so I can control him. <laughs> I feel like Grix is not kinky in the way that one would need to be to have the other kind of harness, Adam. Well, <laughs> wait, will you confirm or deny? Uh, probably not. Probably not. No. Okay. <laughs> he only just got just got a girlfriend so you know uh -huh. it's only been like a few months at this point because we glossed over a good chunk of time there um, we're talking about Corva uh -huh. yeah didn't happen in a minute yeah. I think it was happening during the time skip and that was weeks and weeks so I'm trying to remember if Corva feels like the harness type she did not to me but uh, hmm. you never Ready? know till it's like you know harness time Write in with your opinions, dear listener, to letters at primaryattribute.com. <laughs> and fan art. Don't forget the fan art. Anyway, I really appreciate you telling me about Harper's Fleet. Um, yeah. That's, that's really interesting to know about. And, and you said you can send, like, birds or... Well, sometimes they send birds. Mm-hmm. Um, weird, annoying things, but they're smart enough that you can tie a message to the leg, I guess. Um, but then there's, like, bottles at a couple of points on the beaches. So you just, it's just a regular bottle with a regular message in it, and you just drop it at a certain place? I'm pretty sure we don't have a lot of, you know, bottles around, but, like, I'm pretty sure they don't normally hit up against the side of their container repeatedly as if they're attempting to get out. I, I think they might be magic. You're a magic person. That sounds like magic to you? Yeah, that that sounds like it could be magic. That would also explain why they go so fast. Yeah. Yeah, you throw them in the water, and it's kind of like someone has a rope tied to them, just phew. Yeah, that's that's almost definitely magic. Um, let's no, I, I, I would. I'm going to say bottle, it's okay. definitely. <laughs> um, and what kind of when when do you send messages? What kind of messages do you send? Usually, if we want to trade or we just want to check on them, happens sometimes. We try to stay in touch in touch with a couple of places around here, um, mostly because we need to know where we can run to if something goes bad. And, and also, sends... sometimes we send like mail and stuff, but that's harder. Yes. Um, and who sends the bottles? Uh, well, 
we do or there's some other people basically anyone who's comfortable out in the woods sneaking up to the beaches to put the message in the bottle and throw the bottle into the water um it's not too complicated but usually uh usually sarah asks us to okay okay thank you i I, that you guys have been very informative thank you happy to help and thanks for the onions and the grilling thereof you're welcome and thank you for the meat because it was very tasty even though yeah if you ever want to have non-bug meat come back anytime (laughs) (laughs) bug is surprisingly um you know when it's it's all you've got i don't believe you (laughs) (laughs) sounds gross (laughs) they go surprisingly well on nachos what's a nacho (laughs) and the the conversation devolves into descriptions (laughs) of food all right. <laughs> I feel like this has been the at least the second time that someone has had to describe what nachos are to these people. <laughs> They're an arc's delicacy, apparently. Someday. The thing that should be worrying us about the nachos is where the cheese comes from. What? No. I'm sure we have cows or goats or something. Yeah, you have livestock. It's just fairly limited. That said, milk would be far more available than meat. It's much less resource intensive, relatively speaking. Considering we don't have a hell of a lot of horizontal land, it's it probably is goats. Also, also, there's vegan cheeses. You can make cheese yeah. out of nut meats and uh, things like Yeasts. that. So, yeasts. yeah, there are probably a lot of uh, approximations of various foods on the arcs. I as imagine well. there's tons of yeast on the arcs. Yeah, between yeast, uh, insects, nuts, and uh, mushrooms, that probably makes up a huge portion of the food. Mm-hmm. I imagine we've been cultivating yeast long enough on the arcs that like strains of it have grown to the size where they are visible as animals. <laughs> not quite. At least not that you found yet. Although some of them have uh, apparently worked together to attack wealthies. <laughs> so I <laughs> <laughs> got something going on. But yeah, um, so Bonds, Kirk's and Ericene, is there anyone you want to talk to or do- anything you want to do before we play the... Uh, I know. JRPG sleeping sound <laughs> the next morning. No, I'm good. Uh, no, I, uh, I mean, I already talked to Mal quite a lot, so I feel okay. <laughs> All right. I end up back at, at the um, original campfire so I can go back to sleep with my friends. Yeah. All can right. you tell us about Harper's fleet? Um, I probably end up there uh, later. Okay. I'll tell you about it in the morning. Okay. All right. The morning happens after a... Well, I guess we could always roll. Uh, someone roll a d100 for me. <laughs> I gotcha. 26. <laughs> Good job not rolling the bad number. So you wake up <laughs> in the morning. And everything seems pretty okay. The other option was just not waking up in the morning. <laughs> you might wake up for a brief moment of time as you were torn apart. <laughs> I mean, are you having Vaughn's-like dreams? or? I haven't rolled for Vaughn's dreams in a while. Maybe they feel a little better now, um, but we won't do that right for the second. So you all wake up. Actually, uh, Grix, I need an intelligence check from you or an intelligence Uh-oh. saving throw. Saving. Hey, that's real good. Uh, 23. All right. As you wake up, the world seems to kind of pull back from you a bit, but you grit your teeth and focus and manage to stay at your current level of uh, attachment to your body, <laughs> such as it is. Like Still, this. you can feel that it might be a... That gives you the warning sign that this may have been a very temporary reprieve and might be slipping. <laughs> but Aww. you're good for today. Reprieve from what? Being he's, lost in the city in my mind? He's operating a mech of his body. Uh, right. 
I'm a Grix wearing a Grix suit. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I I want to talk to Jenkins and Squirrello. Jenkins. Jenkins is with you. Squirrello is not. Yeah, I knew that Squirrello was not. Yeah, but I couldn't remember if Jenkins had come with us. Yes, yes, I want to speak to Jenkins and see if there's anything. I'll I'll explain all the new stuff. Oh. And like this temporary reprieve, and see if that gives him any ideas. Well, it sounds like your own mind is the thing that gave you the reprieve, right? Or from the yeah, way you so described it. Maybe. So uh, you're saying I gotta I gotta strengthen my mind. I mean, that would certainly be poetic, but you might need to. Uh, has your god friend that you mentioned gotten back to you with any? Uh, or, no, Jack. Um, no, no, gotta. Well, gotta reach back out there. I would recommend either holding on to that, or I suppose, given the source of your insanity. You could always, sounds like a bad idea, you could always try talking to the corruption again. Presumably, if it's buried itself so deep in your head, it might be able to help. Mm. Maybe if I just talk to one of them instead of, like, all of them? Perhaps. Or the representative you mentioned while recounting the story. Um, Oh, yeah. The bean guy. I'm I'm worried that, from what you described, you may have a very hard time getting out of this without... I'm going to sound like a therapist, but without resolving the underlying issue, <laughs> the kinds of spell. Hmm? Pull up my club. No. <laughs> no? Oh, okay. That will end poorly for you with that best concussion, and given how sharp that thing looks, probably much worse. And uh, it's hard to use your brain if there's a hole in it. So, mm. but from what you've described and what I know, assuming this is functioning like um, certain spell caused insanities. The spells to cure that are mostly lost, so mm. we can't give you an easy out there. Um, yeah. What about uh, I, I heard I heard something about a uh, um, uh, trepidation, uh, uh, trepanation. That's it. Is that could that <laughs> no. grimaces? No. <laughs> no. That's mostly that? used for uh, Vent- severe head injuries and is unreliable <laughs> i mean it is funny how it is often preceded by trepidation anyway it's all i have to do is make this drill stop at exactly the right spot <laughs> i which i would be trepidatious about yes exactly mm-hmm. so you could always try to so the spells that can cure this the two i'm thinking of are both wish related spells mm, that's big yes and more importantly all of the entries and spell books for those were destroyed simultaneously <laughs> Because someone wished that no one else could cast Wish. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. So that destroyed the knowledge out of almost everyone's head. The person then apparently made two other fairly successful wishes, but was found a couple years later having died under a falling rock. Happens. Probably unrelated, yes. So this was well before the launch. But there are occasionally scrolls of it around, and while transcribing them into spell books does not seem to work from what I've read, it could be cast from the scroll. Hmm. Okay. So okay. all so you I have to do find is find something of extreme value and dwindling rarity. Got it. Exactly. Simple. Alternately, I believe there might be a solution that could be implemented by someone who has a line to a divine magic, but a lot of it. And those people are hard to find. I'm not sure there's anyone on the arcs who could cast it from yeah, that what might little be I uh, discussed with my divine colleagues. Yeah. And it sounds like Jack might not be a, that kind of god or at that level of power. Right. Yeah, that's that's seeming that way. But, you know, runs in circles. Ran, ran in circles. They're circles. 
Somewhere there's got to be circles. Circles of an unknown disposition, yes. Yeah, okay. But are you feeling okay, relatively eh? speaking? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's cold, lonely. Like, inside your mind or in your day-to-day yeah. life? <laughs> no. Although, honestly, inside both of those mind. are fairly concerning. Well, hang in there, I suppose. We can try to solve this. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it'll be fine. You don't need a wisdom check to know that Jenkins is not looking uh, super hopeful about your prospects, but you have options. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about this? Here's a question for you, because this seems like, I don't know, I've read stories and stuff. I don't know if it works metaphysically this way, but what if uh, what if I go on a journey in my mind and see if I can find, is there like, maybe there's something wrong in the city place? It's certainly worth trying. That would be addressing the underlying issue. I mean, oh, that's Jubent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, or it's, it's one of the options I did not explicitly mention, but now that you say that, yes, if uh, you explore a little more, you might be able to find something. I can't like guarantee that. that's the case. I can't yeah. guarantee you'll find your way back, but you found your way back once before, and it's better than trying to hold on to a mind that is uh, wavering constantly. Yeah, probably. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, that that's that's a clue. Okay. Uh, uh, please give us a warning before you do that. I imagine oh, you will uh, become sure. unresponsive. And yeah, 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 yeah. I believe Ms. Mayfinley, if no one else would, well, yeah, get freak that out. harness before then. The what? <laughs> the harness, so I can be carried around. Because <laughs> that, that way, seems... you know, if I'm if I'm on a, a mind quest, uh, you know, you all can just pick me up like luggage, and you know, I will hold you back. And we're just gonna do a master blaster with Ericene. <laughs> Well, it'll be more like no, because it'll, it'll be more like a purse dog, because because uh, I, I will I, I'll be unconscious. Yeah, so probably gonna like be more a, of a sack of potatoes, or like a Bjorn, or like a baby Bjorn. Yeah, yeah, we need okay. a Grix Bjorn. I feel like this has come up before. <laughs> it has, it has, okay. it definitely has. Grix would not be opposed to a master blaster situation. One hundred percent, Grix would fucking love a master blaster situation. <laughs> I think I even brought it up with uh, with uh, Fodios once. I think it's come up a few times. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So the rest of you also wake up, unless there are any other questions Crix wanted to ask. And I'm good. It's a brand new day. How are y'all going to spend it? I assume you're going to leave, but don't let me rush you. Um, if you want to just camp out for a few days, that's fine. Well, but... I'm going to ask. I'm I'm going to ask Sarah about Harper's sleep. Oh yeah. It's a, well, you've heard the name, so I imagine you've heard fleet of boats, ocean, several hundred people. Whales. Yes, those sound terrifying. I'm glad we don't have to fight anything that large. Yes, it doesn't sound like fun. Ideally. I have a feeling if we do, uh, never mind. So, yeah, um, it's easy enough to get a contact with them. They sometimes take a while to respond, and arranging a time and a place can be tricky because they are moving around. but. Well, so are you. True, but we know where the stashes are, and we have a rough idea of basically our distance to the contact point for Harper's Fleet doesn't change. Where they are going to meet us does. So Uh. usually it's on those beaches, but on those same beaches, but occasionally they have been far enough away they've asked us to find a certain cove or things like that. And what's a stash point? Well, it's usually a small pile of rocks with some moss on it or some kelp or whatever. 
and they stash the bottles there that we use to message them. Uh. And occasionally we will actually basically stash trade items as well. They are generally good for it, as it were. Is so, this like a dead drop? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So essentially a dead drop. Um, we send active traders to other places that are closer, but for them, it's such an offset time that usually it's a dead drop situation unless someone needs to go there or they need to send someone to us or it's a particularly large amount of things that can't be hidden easily. How did they end up out there? From what I understand, it was probably at least in large part an evacuation of people from Arena Longo as things were going bad. Um, I mean, well, I guess doesn't know the stories any better than I do, but might have a better idea generally. But there were ships out there at the time that things fell, and they usually have, you know, spy glasses so they could go tell if a city had fallen or seemed to be falling and stay away. And as far as I can tell, they mostly eventually found each other and then stuck together. So I assume it started as a few ships and then grew and presumably has um, shrunk and maybe grown again over the years. It seems like a smart idea, but it'd be hard to keep enough resources on there to stay going for too long. So I'm not really sure how many other ships you could find around at this point. Kind of like the Arcs. I mean, as far as we know, we're the only floating mountain. You guys never see us floating? I mean, you know, we're pretty big. Well, you may what have noticed the, the eternal sky the, cloud the, cover. There's clouds. Between there's us cloud and cover. you. Yeah. <laughs> and we so. never, we probably, it's probably low enough. Okay, never mind. That was a stupid question. Yeah, you, you guys stay above the low cloud cover. And then occasionally high, high, you know, high altitude storms and stuff are what get you. Okay, well, that's, that's interesting to know. Where's the nearest stash? Uh, back on the coast, so probably a couple days away. And then I guess you have to go, um, okay, more like three or four from here. Sorry, moving around. Our last place, it was like two, but you have to go pretty far north from here and then cut over to the coast. Hmm. Um, would you have been having this conversation with other people around? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I'm not, um, I mean, I'm not being secretive or anything. Ericene's yeah. going to describe like, uh, or it does, does the way that, this is being described. Does this sound at all like where we came from? Um, you think it's to the north of the uh, the lab outpost? Okay. Um, Ericene's like, I I actually do have like a kind of a weird question. Sure. About about this, what are boats like? Because like we saw some when we were in Rainyalongo, but like, what are they like? What's it like? Oh yeah, what what keeps them? from going in the water under I mean, the water they're sealed sometimes we trade you know oils and stuff to help them make it but it's wood and it's pressed really close together no but like what's it like being in a boat it made me throw up for three hours before that stopped so oh, that God. wasn't great it bobs up and down all the time and, and it's heavier than the water why doesn't it just go in it's heavier than the water I, I is. Pat, I pat Vons' knee and I say, it's science. I actually sweetheart. do understand that. So <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm not going <laughs> to also ask that question. I'm more concerned with the experience of a boat. Yeah, oh, no, I understand from, that. I don't think Vons does. It's constantly yes. moving. You get used to it eventually. It's very weird not being able to see anything around you besides water. And honestly, kind of scary because... Water? Yeah, I can barely swim. And I'm one of the better swimmers. So... <laughs> We don't get a lot of chance to practice. That's fair. Like, you can go to pond, but feels rude. Oh, Vons didn't even see the big ship. 
my God. <laughs> True. No, Vons didn't see the big ship. Uh, Ericina is going to also uh, ask. Um, so like, why? When we were in Rainyalongo, we saw the corruption, like shipping, like they were like unpacking, you know, like unloading a, a ship mm-hmm. in the harbor that had like crates and stuff. And like, we like, have you seen that? Like, what do they have in those? Like, is it just like food and stuff or like what? I mean, we stay far away when we can, but occasionally, okay, once many years ago now, someone uh, decided to get brave and take down a wagon the corruption was using. And at least at the time, it was mostly material, weapons, armor, that sort of thing. Um, I'm assuming they can't make it all locally, for lack of a better phrase, and it does wear out eventually. Um, There was food in there, though, and clothing, both of which were weird, but we didn't stick around long enough to find out. Well, they didn't. Again, I wasn't actually there for that one. Um, So fairly standard stuff, although seemingly really tilted towards the whole uh, military gear thing. Yeah. So if the boats are being held up by magic, why don't we just use the same magic to keep the arcs up? They're I mean, not being held up by magic. <laughs> I mean, it might take it's less totally, effort to make them out and float than fly. <laughs> it's a totally natural uh, science thing. But they're heavier than the water. But there's air inside them. So they're not as heavy as the water. So they're not as heavy as the water. It's like how you can float in water. Bonds doesn't go in water. It has to do with displacement, sweetie. Just leave it alone. <laughs> hey, Bonds, uh, you know when you got like uh, you're doing your alchemy and you got like a pot you're boiling and then you do a double boiler where you have the second pot in the first pot. You've done that. You do that all the time. I've seen you. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know how the second pot kind of floats? No, it's full of other things. Well, yeah, but it, fl- it floats still. Because it's it's lighter, because because like it's got air in it. And now Hans <laughs> is very confused. It's heavier, but it's also lighter in total. <laughs> uh, you got this. You got it. This is the, the, the I I wish that I had not asked the question that uh, started this whole thing. I bet you're glad you tuned in for this, dear listener. <laughs> An hour goes by. We explain buoyancy to Hans. Yeah. <laughs> Bonds is it's only semi-successful. There, it, from a distance, it looks like charades with like <laughs> lots of arm flailing, and at some point, somebody is like throwing spaghetti for no reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, while that hour-long discussion is going on, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want, I could give you a note that I've signed. They'd probably trust you more if you like did something for them, but I could at least let them know they shouldn't just. Just discard your message <laughs> out of hand. Well, what should we give them? Oh, I was just going to say, hey, if you need something from these people, they're capable of going through the woods without dying, so they're probably pretty good at this stuff. And you said you'd been to Rainia Longo, so that's probably a pretty big uh, bonus point, as it were. Yeah. You went there and left without dying, so they could probably Oh, we're real good like at you. not dying. They do need supplies, and we don't always have everything they need. So not sure what they need right now, but... You could always find out. Alternately, you might just be able to write a really pretty note, and they'll be like, "These people seem wonderful. We should take them on our boat and show they them have things." Excellent uh, writing skills. I'm sure. Dear Harper's <laughs> Fleet, 
Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. This yeah. is actually really interesting. Do you know about like a lot of other, um, like, uh, communities or, um, there's a couple, at least that we're in regular contact with, uh, there's rock town. That's a little bit Northeast of here. It's underground in a cave. Um, I would expect nothing less of a place called rock town. They put boulders in the way of the doors. So, but we can teach you how to signal to them to open things up at least long enough to get you in or actually uh, your friend there looking at Grix might be able to get in some of the back ways but cool because anyway, you always have to get in after you seal the door you know um and then let's see the other big place is a pond pond <laughs> it's it's a lake it got called pond for some reason um it's all underwater and they have a deal with a different set of fey creatures but fey nonetheless and so they all live under there and visiting them is very stressful because I like not drowning, but usually they can come up to the surface and talk. So are they like mer people? Uh, most of them. Yeah. Oh, rad. Never really uh, ask super deep, but yeah, they're pretty close by too. Um, they're just like a day away. Oh, cool. We just don't have a lot of stuff they can use and not vice versa. So <laughs> we keep in touch. We have emergency contact systems, but that's about it. Yeah, those are the two that are anywhere nearby. Um, the other places that we knew about, uh, or at least that Maul knew about, I mean, almost every village from before went away, so they also appear to have gone away. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, it's good to know that, like, you know, everybody's kind of trying to help each other and work together. Yeah, I mean, if we get real lucky, we'll make it through it, so... I mean, it sounds like you all are trying to work on that, which we're very appreciative of, especially if you succeed. No offense, yeah. but people have tried before. Um, oh, could you tell us about that? Well, usually they just try to kill all the corrupted creatures and eventually were killed themselves or corrupted. Oh, yeah, you know, that sounds get, less than effective. Get a band of scrappy hunters and such together and go and try to run a campaign and eventually you get caught. Is that is that what happened with Jossum Squab? I don't think so. I think he just likes being out in the woods. <laughs> and oh. <laughs> I don't know. I never got him to recount his whole tragic backstory to me, but it seems to be like he'll run with the crew for a while and then they leave because he's difficult don't, to deal and with. And then they die. Don't forget the die part. And then they die. Yes. We actively discourage any members of our village from joining that crew for obvious reasons. Yeah. Do the, do the guys who like hang out with him, do they have like actual names or No. Well, I'm not sure I'm, I'd be familiar with the current group, honestly. Turnover rate is it's a it's moderate. a it's a TWW two. Gonna have her make an <laughs> intelligence check to see if she knows who these people are, or if they're pulled from other places. Well, I know T. Um, glad to hear you're still alive. Uh, T makes kind of a business of doing things like running messages and small amounts of supplies, or at least used to, and apparently joined up with Jelson. So, yeah. but name it's is just pretty competent then. Name is just T. Oh, okay. Like just That's... the letter. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if um, T was like, yeah, I'm just T, and then Jelson was like, hey, I really prefer uh, this whole like not referring to people with uh, an entire name thing. And uh, just started, you know, 
referring to everyone by just a letter. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> he was a good guy. I mean, pretty messed up, but he was a weirdo. He was he was only a weirdo in as much as we're all weirdos. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, speak for yourself. Us- <laughs> <laughs> I am. And with us, uh, if we had been down on the ground for that long, uh, I, th- I think we'd be a little. Oh, I would be a mess. Yeah, and I think he grew up in a isolation. I don't think he was part of a village village. So. Oh, yeah, that even more oh, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a few people who live out there on their own because they are they expect awesome. that they can stay out of the way and yeah. stealthy, and they're right until they're wrong, and then there's no one to back them up. So Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And they're understandably hard to track. Also very true. Occasionally stumble across like an abandoned, you know, treehouse or things like that. And uh, it's always real sad, honestly. <laughs> There's no pithy follow up to that one. It just sucks. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, life sucks. Yeah. In a lot of ways, in a lot of places. You learn to deal with um, that down here. Yeah. Mostly. You learn to deal with that on the arcs, too, but. In a lot of different kinds of ways. <laughs> I'm sure life on your flying city away from the ground is very tough. I guess I mean, it's crashing, so. It's crashing, and we're sort of in an authoritarian uh, government uh, that's not telling us the truth about anything, so. Um, yeah, but we have places to live and food to eat and relative safety most of the time. So that's true. We don't have a lot to complain about. Yes. Which we is why have- we'd like to fix up down here. So that we can come down here and try again. Ericene holds a a handkerchief up to her nose and says, "Um, (laughs) there's this thing called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. (laughs) (laughs) And like just immediately like the handkerchief just goes completely red. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get that. I'm surprised you can't just... Hey, I mean, I guess I'm curious, like, who did you ask? It sounds like there's a lot of people. Not that they can give you the answer necessarily, but I guess B, if uh, the authorities don't give you an answer, can't you just make them not the authorities anymore? Yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, we're trying, but um, it's very hard to overturn uh, systems of power um, without the uh, right information and influence yourself. Um and so, like, we could just murder them all, but that would be mean. I mean, I've also thought of that, and um, yeah. the way that the systems work, um, they would just be replaced by other people who would be also doing the same thing, and would then also be paranoid that they were also going to get murdered, and so things would probably just get worse. Couldn't mm. you be the one to replace them? Oh yeah, Vons is totally I mean, running for office. Ericene's like I could probably mostly because I come from a family with a lot of power but also like just because I come from a lot of power doesn't mean that everyone who could replace someone um, has the same like mindset as me I guess also there's this like secret cabal that's like you know acting in the shadows to like you know influence everything and we haven't figured them people out yet we haven't figured out entirely what's going on with that yet so oh that does sound complicated yeah 
I mean, in a lot of ways, uh, your life is much easier and simpler uh, with regard and to I'm si- and while he's sitting there going, <laughs> yeah, cringe, <laughs> cringe. You know what? It's been a fucking long time since Ericene said anything really, really cringy like that. She, uh, so she gives you a look, but apparently chooses not to respond. <laughs> People that are sitting at a different angle from Ericene can see uh, Maul is in Sarah's field of view and shaking his head like just don't <laughs> don't chase after it <laughs> let me put it a different way Aaron knows what a fucking nightmare it is that Ericene just said that but Ericene <laughs> maybe like partly does believe that it is a little easier it's really a simpler political system <laughs> god if only I didn't have to go to work and could just be a subsistence farmer <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think... Uh, Just be a privileged, rich, white person in the Portland area. <laughs> I, I, I can't put you. it beyond any player character to uh, to to think that uh, the grass isn't greener on the other side. That's Good, a, the whole uh, arcs can live as these simple folk do. <laughs> how Find quaint all of this anarchy and fleeing from... <laughs> yeah, we should start a whole tourism industry. <laughs> right? <laughs> I will just say there's a reason that the apocalypse has become such a uh, massive uh, like theme in uh, popular culture for uh, the past 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a totally. Um, oh, God. What, what do you call that thing where people simultaneously love it and hate it? Love hate relationship. Sure. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like it's a thing you fear, but you're also excited about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to be one of the people and... that makes it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have no illusions. I am not making it through the apocalypse. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm feeling I wouldn't make it and make it further than like the average because old Eagle Scout skills, but then I would die. <laughs> I have no illusions about long term survival. <laughs> you're an Eagle Scout? Yeah. Fuck. Welcome to the Congratulations. Eagle <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Where do you think they got all of this uh, GMing capability? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. The, the same there. place I did from, you know, being related to a bunch of Eagle Scouts. There's a reason I have to stop myself from being like, let's talk about how you packed your gear. <laughs> I've, I never love met an Eagle Scout. I've never met an Eagle Scout who wouldn't make a good GM. Just saying. <laughs> it's a, uh, that is a yeah. mindset. That's kind of fair, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I do know several Eagle Scouts who are also GMs. and I, I, I was a patrol leader, mostly because no one else in my patrol wanted to do it, which also feels incredibly appropriate for at least some instances <laughs> oh, of GMing. wow. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also needed it anyway. if I wanted to be an Eagle Scout, but anyway. Yeah. Also, I want you all to be proud of me. Uh, I did not, because I couldn't find a way to do it in character, make any jokes about gentrifying the ground. <laughs> <laughs> i love it (laughs) i mean if only this crater had a starbucks in it (laughs) this hidden village would look better with some high-rise luxury apartments over retail space we're doing mixed use the retail space is unaffordable but it's technically mixed use (laughs) yeah we're gonna make this whole forest human scale (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, so. That sound was fascinating. <laughs> I just have to say. I have human scale is useful, but also the way Adam was using it, it was just. Mm. <laughs> 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 can hear it on the mouths of rich developers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Got a little real. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, the person who set a game on a flying mountain with a relatively involved government and maintenance structure have feelings about city planning. I know you're all surprised. <laughs> I feel like that's the entire, I feel, I feel like that's the entire thing of this, of this campaign. It's just Ian has opinions about city planning. If it means anything, Vaughn's can't wait to get back there. <laughs> Our subtitle should just be, it's urban planning. (laughs) Anyway, so you um, were talking about all that stuff. They told you about Rocktown and Pond and um, contacting Harvest Fleet. And do you all want to stay here for another day? Are you going to head on back and or head on out? And if so, where are you going to head to? I feel like we should head to the rendezvous point. Yes. Okay, but also Cause... has Wealthy told us about everything she learned about the floating city? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We well, because <clears throat> yeah, we were talking about it to Sarah. Yeah, we were talking about it. Yeah. To Sarah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep. We sure did. Sorry. Yeah. So presumably Wealthy had that discussion with you at some point, either yeah. late at night or while you were all you know gearing up in the morning, and then so that yeah. could also be a place that we might want to uh, you know send a message to or or check out while we're down here after we meet it up with our friends. Sounded and... like the location of that uh cove was both closer to the um like was like a couple of days away from here and um maybe closer to the lab than we are currently. if you got to the lab you would be within two days of it easy yeah so let's meet our friends and then go back and check out the okay so you're harper's so your next stop is uh, hooking back up with the field lab folks and seeing how they've yeah. been doing. Although you should probably go grab your uh, your corrupted shadow friend, who I assume has not secretly been in somebody's inventory this entire time. No. I thought we were. I thought we would just bring it. I thought we would just go get our friends and bring them back to the lab because I thought that taking Shad out was going to be more complicated yeah because the original plan was i'm not gonna do this in grix's voice because there's no reason to uh the original plan was that we were going to capture a shadow creature outside of the the uh base Mm -hmm. and never bring it back to base just bring it to the rendezvous and dissect it there um but since we were able to get shad into the base uh there isn't any particular reason. There's no reason why to we take him back out and yeah, yeah. You managed to do it bypass. So we were just gonna yeah, we we're just gonna collect them and go back. All right. No, Shad, you've outlived your usefulness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, there's nothing that says that you know shadow corrupted creatures can't survive vivisection. <laughs> grim. And on that grim ass note, I guess I'll pick up next time when you all head out to the <laughs> rendezvous <Jesus>. point. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, that's where I left it. All right. Great. Great. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. For questions, comments, and feedback, 
email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. To follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod, on Twitter at primeattribute, and at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for all of our dankest, blazest posts. Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. This week's editor was Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Primary Attribute. sound effect here <laughs> but all right uh, just use one of the claps that we recorded earlier nope. no time <laughs> <laughs> i like making kelly laugh <laughs> well it's so easy to do that's what i spent that's what i spent the majority of the podcast doing and just providing a laugh track turns out that's why we're all showing up just Making Kelly laugh. <laughs> oh, we that's named the podcast sweet. wrong. <laughs> <laughs>